This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz for the Comstock Report. We have the potential for an outstanding crop, but that is totally dependent on the amount of rain that falls this summer. Crop moisture needs will accelerate with development in summer temperature. The current weather pattern is going to have to get wetter for us to make it unscathed. You never know. Last year at this time, with a full profile of subsoil moisture, I was feeling that our crops were bulletproof, and they took one right between the eyes by late July. They ran out of moisture and literally died. They did make it through pollination first. This year, getting them through pollination is going to take more water than we have in the soil profile. Soil type made a big difference last year, although no one here had enough moisture in the ground for full yield potential. This year I've been told that we're all starting out even, like we are all farming sand due to the lack of subsoil reserves. It will take above normal summer precept to meet crop needs in June and August. NOAA's forecast doesn't show that. Climate scientist Eric Snodgrass is not in the camp for the western Corn Belt to miss a summer drought. Time will tell. Snodgrass upgraded his forecast. Dry regions in the western Corn Belt and upper Midwest have seen an increase in precipitation probability. But due to the transition to convective thunderstorm precipitation regime, regional drought will likely remain. Rains likely do not change the course of the drought in the northern plains, but they will provide temporary relief in areas, not widespread drought relief. A quick northward retreat of the jet stream is aided by the MGO, favoring the western Pacific and ridges that flank the United States. The result is a rapid return to summer-like warmth for most of the United States, unquote. USDA has not assumed any significant drought in their yield assumptions, which are trendline. Creighton University climatologist Art Douglas's May-July forecast is for below-normal precip west of the Mississippi and above-normal temps for a couple of large swaths of the Corn Belt. He also noted, a NOAA model is now forecasting a second try for La Nina between January and February 22, unquote. The SOI has bounced back toward La Nina from neutral. Art also says that the cold waters from California south to the equator have forced persistent high-pressure ridging in the western North America, with drought conditions continuing to amplify, unquote. He expects that to worsen in July through September time frame. He and Eric Snodgrass must have studied from the same school of meteorology. If these summer forecasts bear out, recent CBOT market losses could be recovered in about three trading days, given all the money sloshing around out there waiting for such an opportunity. We have described this as a combo supply-demand bull market, with the added twist that there are loads of cash waiting to be deployed in markets by investors, traders, and novices. USDA predicts a soybean carryover of over 119 million bushel, which is essentially the soybeans rattling around in augers representing pipeline supply. That appears to be as low as the USDA will go and willing to drop a forecast below pipeline supply. If the current crush in exports were maintained, the carryover would theoretically drop below pipeline supply, so rationing has to yet occur. Farmers have sold their soybeans, and the inventory owned by crushers is not adequate to reach new crop. The recent crush was off nearly 7%, and the trend will continue. By summer, some crush plants will close for maintenance because of the shortage of soybeans. End users without meal or oil to reach new crop will be squeezed. 
There will be some early harvest, but even that will be regionally uneven. They will import a few beans where the logistics allow. USDA has estimated 35 million bushel in imports. Weather will have little or no impact on the old crop supply. And users do not yet have the old crop supply source to reach new crop. There is more bidding to come. 2021 soybean acreage was forecast in the March intentions to report to be up 5% to 87.6 million acres. Even so, USDA just sees 20 million bushels added to the 2021-22 carryover, which is still virtually pipeline supply. Some believe that planted acres will be higher than intended, adding more double crop soybeans behind both good and failed wheat. These acres would not have full yield potential, and it would take an enormous amount of them to really change the balance sheet. Tight soybean stocks are going to take more than one year or severe price rationing that destroys demand in order to end anytime soon. I still have no interest in new crop pricing given the discount to old crop prices seen thus far. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 